We're learning today the second Sikha on Pedike and Perkeyavis and Chelik Yitzayin on page 387. This Sikha here is a Hadran on Perkeyavis. As the Rebbe points out later in one of the Hadras of the Sikha, Perkeyavis has six Prakim to it, but really the last six Pedik is a Braise. It's not part of the Pedik, the Mesechta, the Mishnah. And even though if you'll take out the Alter Rebbe Siddur and you'll look at the Mishnah, you'll see that the Mishnah the Rebbe will speak about is not the last, but it's the second to last Mishnah. But nevertheless, according to many versions, this is the last Mishnah, as the Rebbe clarifies this later in one of the Aris. And the Rebbe said this Sicha is a Hadran on Mesechta Ovis. It's a very, very fascinating Sicha, a lot of depth in it, both in Nigla and in Chassidus, as we'll see. The Shir today is being learned, Lodanishmas, Rabbi Yosef, Ben Yamin, Ben Rabbi Nasha Kaltman. Rabbi begins, Ben Hei Hei Oime, Ben Hei Hei said, Lufum Tzara Agra, according to the kind of strain that a person experiences or invests in the fulfillment of a mitzvah, that's the kind of reward that he receives. Is Mefarish the Bartanura, so the Bartanura explains what's the meaning of this Mishnah. Kifi Roi Vatzar Shatetzevel Bolimedatayra, according to the amount of strain or kind of pain that you have in your learning of Taira, or fulfilling a mitzvah, your reward will also be in proportion to the kind of strain or pain that you have in your mitzvah. Now that in you. So the Rabbi gives a general introduction about the concept of Hashem giving pay or reward for a mitzvah. So this idea from Bakum and Schar for mitzvahs is a chiv apialacha. Receiving a reward for the mitzvah is an obligation based on halacha. This is Muchachoyich from them, was the Rambam brengt us in sein halacha sefer ayah. The Rambam speaks about the idea of Hashem giving reward for Torah and mitzvahs in his sefer hayad, which is a sefer halacha. It's not a sefer which discusses subjects of Ashkafa, subjects of Judaism, or encouraging a yid to do a mitzvah, but in the Sefer Halacha, the Rambam talks about when a yid receives schar and when not, and how much, and what cases. The Rambam speaks about this at length, with many details. Now, what does this mean that it's an obligation? Does haste, in other words, as according to the Halachas of the Torah, is that so Hashem, so to speak, is obligated, in quotations, to give a yid reward for his work, for his mitzvahs. What's the basis in Allah for this obligation? This is similar to the obligation of a boss that hires someone to do work and he has to pay the worker that he hired. Same obligation, Hashem, the master of the universe, has to pay for the Yidin that serve and do Torah mitzvahs. Now, in the Chiddush from the Maimer, Lefum Tzara Agre in Pashtas. So simply, what is the novelty that this mission is teaching me here regarding Hashem paying or rewarding a Yidin Torah mitzvahs is? Bashtetin them, so it consists of the fact, was the schar red gerechen to leitin tzar. The reward, the pay for a mitzvah is calculated according to the strain that a person had in the mitzvah. Nit leiter pole not based on the actual work, or the gain, or the, the outcome that you have of the, of the mitzvah fulfilled. And therefore, based on this, when the mentions of it, if a person's serving Hashem brings very little gain, or very little benefit, 
the investment or the expense or the strain involved, the effort that is the strenuous activity involved, are much more than the actual gain. The, the toiling and the suffering or the pain in the mitzvah or the work that he's doing is more than the outcome or what he accomplished. So we calculate the reward not based on the actual outcome. He gets the full pay, the full reward for the work that he did and for the strain invested. That's the simple pshat of this Mishnah. But now the question is, we need to understand this. Schar mitzvah is milchatchile verbunden mit der Yitzah v'tirche v'omol v'tzar v'zifalangen. The whole idea of reward of mitzvahs is right from the beginning. Originally, this is what it's all about. It's reward for the investment, for the expense and strenuous activity and toiling that a person in, in, invests in what he does, which what the mitzvah demands. As understood from what Chazal tell us in many places. So what does this mean? So Chazal It's not doesn't mean fulfilling a mitzvah or learning Torah, but it means the toiling in Torah. That's what learning Torah demands. And then you get the pay of Gishmechem, rain, or any other gashmis. Or the other expression the Gemara says, Oivid and There's a difference between one that serves Hashem and does not do it in, in any way that it demands any strain, or Oivid. He's he's serving. He's working hard. And the Gemara says, can't compare one that learns and reviews a hundred times, the nature of the amount of review in those times, or you go beyond that a hundred and one times. And Bishnezuzi, the Gemara there says that if you go beyond your nature, you get double pay, not just a little more, but double. For changing your habit. Or another Maim Chazal, the Nefesh Kisakriv Cholu. The Pasuk uses the term the soul that brings the carbon, and this is speaking about the carbon mincha. And the Gemara says, Who is accustomed to bringing such a cheap carbon? A mincha, oni, a person that's poor. This person that's poor, because he's, he's straining himself to bring this mincha, Hashem says it's as if he's bringing his soul. So this is what Taito Mitzvah is, is all about right from the beginning. It demands strain, and therefore you're being rewarded for the strength. V'oid, v'oid, and many more Maimar Chazal that indicate this. So if, if so, the question is, why are we saying that there's a Chiddusha, that this Mishnah is saying, L'fum Tzara Agra, if this is what Torah Mitzvah is about right from the beginning? Now similar, we can say, going back to the premise that the Rebbe said before, that the source of the idea of Schar for Mitzvah is the obligation of Piyalacha for a boss to, that hires a worker to pay him. So when it comes to a boss and his worker. The fact that we find in Gemara and in Paiskim and Aloche, as Metzalta Poyel blows them schwach, that the worker only gets paid for the final product, for the outcome, for the gain that there is. When the Yitzah is the Seira Alashvach, even though the expense was more than the outcome that there is. But he doesn't pay him, he doesn't reimburse him and pay him for the expense, he only pays him for the actual final product. When is that? It's not in Bashtim Tefalim. That's only in specific cases. And that is when their balabais at the Pyle Nitkedungen. If the boss did not actually hire this individual, nor the Pyle at this Gitan al Das the worker came 
and on his own, on his own initiative, came into this person's property and did this work. As the Gemara says, He enters into his property, into his friend's property, and he goes and plants a tree without his permission. So then in such a case, I don't have to pay him for any of the expense that he did here, but for the actual product, the fact that I now have a tree in my property that you have to pay for. That's one example. Other, another example, when the work that he did is different than when he was hired, he was told to do. An example the Gemara says is Adam Vitzavi Shacher gave him wool to dye red and he dyed it black. Or the opposite, Shacher Vitzavi Adam, he gave it him to dye black and he dyed it red. Or when he intentionally does work in a way that it, it damages the object that he was supposed to uh, do the work with. He, he dyes it in a way that the color is not good. So in such a case, you do have to pay for the final product because that's what the boss gets, that's what he has. But for the investment or the expense, that the Balabas does not have to pay. However, if the worker is doing the work exactly as this boss had hired him and commanded him to do, even if the expense is more than the final product, and even if at the end he did exactly as he was told, but nothing was accomplished. His work does not bring the benefit that it was supposed to bring. And the example for this is, the Gemara says, A worker is hired to bring and to deliver cabbage or plums for a person that's sick. He went, he did the work. But he finds that this person, unfortunately, had passed away. So what's the halacha here? So this individual that was sent did his work. He did it completely. Not to leave a given but for some reason the person passed away. So the accomplishment here did not happen. Is there din? The halacha is as noisim leschare mishalim. You have to pay him for what what he was uh, hired for and the money that he was uh, hired for. 100%, every penny you have to pay, even though there was only an expense and an effort invested, but no gain at all. And the Rebbe even if you hired him to deliver this food for this sick person, and you hired him to pay him more than a person is usually paid, you have to pay him that amount that you promised him, even though he got nothing done, the person passed away. If so, what comes out of all of this is Bechain, it move on. So now, based on this, it's not understood. Vibalt has been hidden, done. Is Abed Shliach Shlichusei. In our case, a Yid fulfills a mitzvah. So the Shliach, the Yid, he's sent to do a job in this world and he's fulfilling his job. He does whatever he can in Taira Mitzvah. Right, so it's not a case where a Yid is coming on his own volition to fulfill Taira Mitzvah. A Yid, he goes down into a property without being asked. The Eivishter is appointing us to do and he's commanding us to do the Taira Mitzvah and he does all the work. In the case when a Yid does a Mitzvah, it's not like the example when the person passes away and there was no accomplishment at all. Of course it brings Tayelas. It brings a gain when a Yid does a Mitzvah. Even if the case is that that gain of the fulfillment of the mitzvah is less 
as small in comparison to the actual strain or investment or effort the person puts into the mitzvah. most definitely that the chiyuv, the obligation of the Eivisha to pay, applies that it has to be paid in full. And that includes also the expense, or tsar, or the strain. Even though the expense is much more than the gain. So therefore this leads us to the question, what is the Chiddush of our mission that's saying that the Eivisha pays not only for the final product here and the fulfillment of the mitzvah, but he also pays for the investment or the strain in the mitzvah. That's the obligation. The Ebesha, so to speak, commanded and hired us to fulfill this mitzvah. Okay, now here the Rebbe returns to the point mentioned before that Torah mitzvah is b'chlal, chatchila. L'chatchila, the whole thing is all about the, the strain that a person invests in the mitzvah. And the Rebbe clarifies this over here more, that this adds over here to the question. The Rebbe says in, 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 the, in, the above, in the above mentioned halachas, regarding a, a boss that hires a worker, is the tirche or malacha, so the work, the, the difficult work that a person invests, on malacha, the heitzah, or the expense, from the empoil of the worker, from the it's separate of the gain or the product that the, the owner has from this. It's two separate things. Well, one causes the other, but they're, they're two separate things. Which the Balabayas will have as a result of the work that this uh, worker does. And therefore, even when the Shleach fulfills completely what he was sent for, is the Zbloys was added So he did from his behalf what he can completely. Like in the case where a person sent to deliver the food for a chayla, he did his part. But you can't say that part and parcel of the actual expense or investment of your time is the gain and the accomplishment of what the, the boss is looking for. He's not interested in your hard work. It happens to be that in order to get the product that he wants, it'll take your hard work. But whether you're, you, you can do your hard work and it could be zero gain. Or if you can get that gain or product without your hard work, the boss will be more than happy. There are two separate things. Oh, but then it when it comes over in our case regarding a yid fulfilling Taito Mitzvahs, is that Tzara from Kiyama Taito Mitzvahs, the strain involved in fulfilling Taito Mitzvahs, it's not something separate of the gain and the actual product that you have. That's the gain that Hashem is looking for. That is exactly what the Aveda consists of in the first place. And the Rambam explains this, where the Rambam has eight chapters where he goes through certain fundamentals in Yiddishkeit, and the Rambam there says as follows, A person that desires to do Avedis, he yearns for them, and he doesn't though. He's more he's greater, more prominent, and more perfect than an individual that has no desire for Avedis and has no pain when he has to let go from those things. And not only this, but until Chazal tell us even more, the reward of one that controls those desires, so his, his, it's proportionally a much greater reward for this that he, that he controls his desires, 
and for Amru. And the Mishnah says, Lafum Tsara Agra, according to the strain, is his reward. And the Yaisim is even more, Shahim Tsivu, Lies Adam, Miss Avela Vedas. Chazal command that a person should allow that natural desire that he has for an Aveda to be there. This is an interesting Lashem, Miss Avela Vedas, that Rebbe and Hara points out that not everybody has this version. And this is based on what Chazal tell us. A person should not say, I'm not interested at all in this Aveda. It doesn't have even no desire for it. A person should say, my desire on my own is there. There's a desire for this. But my father in heaven decreed upon me not to do this. Meaning that over here, when the person sort of breaks himself for the sake of fulfilling the mitzvah, that is the whole purpose of what Hashem wants of us. So if so, the tsar and the, and the, and the actual shvach, the gain, and the investment or the expense or the strain is one and the same thing. So the question now becomes even stronger. What's the novelty of our Mishnah that says that according to the strain, that's the reward? The expense and the strain itself is an inyifun shvach. That is the purpose. That is the product and the gain of the mitzvah. This, as if them is this is what a yid is commanded to do. He is commanded to put himself in that mindset where he where it becomes strenuous for him to fulfill a mitzvah. So what is the chiddush over here that a person gets rewarded for this for this uh, pain or for this strain if that is the actual product and shvach that Eivish is looking for in the mitzvah? It's a very difficult, very big squeeze to say, as das is take der oivtu von der Mishnah, that maybe this itself is the point that the Mishnah is saying here. On sie is the makre of them. This is the source for this idea. Don't think that the point of mitzvah is whatever the action of the mitzvah brings, but the investment, the strain is the point. Maybe, maybe that's what this Mishnah is teaching. And as it would seem from the simple words of the Rambam here, that quotes our Mishnah as a source for this point. So the Rebbe says this is difficult. There are many. My Mare Chazal quoted earlier in Sifalaf of the Sikha that point this out already. That the entire idea of Taira Mitzvah is for the, for the toil, for the Amelim, and so on, all the details that Rebbe brought. So there's many other Mamari Chazal that point this out already, Kanal. So that's that, that doesn't seem to be the, that this Mishnah is the source for this idea. Okay, so the basic question here is what's the Chiddush of a Mishnah, Lefom Tzara Agra? That seems to be the Chiyuv, an obligation that David has to, to pay a Yid that he hires, so to speak, and commands to fulfill a mitzvah, that he should pay him for the investment and the strain that he does in the mitzvah. So we continue in Siv Gimel. The explanation here is as follows When the Mishnah says that based on the strain is the reward, what the Mishnah here is telling us and the novelty here is as follows. Tzara Stam. The Mishnah says Tzara. The strain in the mitzvah. doesn't specify what kind of tzara and therefore yet it's tzara. The Mishnah is saying it without specifying because it wants you to understand that this includes all kinds of strains. And even more and especially it's referring to a genuine strain. What does that mean? On them tzumish from them tainog was that is the without involving any feeling of satisfaction by the fact that he's fulfilling a command that he must do. 
with this Mishnah is especially talking about is the kind of strain in Torah mitzvahs to fulfill Torah mitzvahs was that Adam is in them nit mechoyev that the person is not obligated in not era lein nemtus he chooses and accepts upon himself this strain to fulfill the mitzvah and on that the Mishnah is saying that you will still get get a reward for this strain that you took upon yourself. As we'll see soon, the Rebbe will specify more specifically what this is referring to. Based on this, it will be sweetened, it will be very well understood, was the Mishnah, when the Mishnah speaks about, focusing on the strain, the reward for the strain, this is, this is a Mishnah in Ovis, at the end, in the conclusion of the Mishnah, and the whole theme of this Mishnah is discussing a person to have pious behavior. Things that are beyond the letter of the law. As will be specified more later in Sifei. The mission refers to the one that said this statement of Lofum Tzara Agre. It doesn't bring his name. Rather with the nickname Ben Heihei. That he was the son of Heihei. What does that mean? This is actually a name that he got because he was a ger, convert. Ben Avram It means that he's a son. Every ger is his lineage goes directly back to Avram and Sara, and they both had a hey added to their name, and therefore this ger is referred to as Ben Hey Hey. So the Mishnah is making a point that we should know that the one that said this Mishnah here is a ger. So on Daiten, so this is to make the point there, as do retzach wegen, as do retzach wegen er is if zich tzad, in welcher is klaunet mechoyev. We're speaking over here not about a tzad that a yid is obligated to do in his fulfillment of mitzvahs, but a tzad, a strain that a yid accepts upon himself and he was not obligated at all. The dug mitzvah, the ganze mitzvah, kekotten shenoilat von a ger, like the entire existence of a ger that, be, that accepts upon himself to be a ger, and he's like a child born from new, he is Megayer himself. There's obviously no obligation for this at all. Without any obligation, he goes ahead and accepts upon himself to become a Yid and fulfill Torah Mitzvah with all of the difficulties and hardships that may be involved in this. So now here, this is the answer to the question. Here, the obligation of a boss paying for a worker does not apply. So there would be room to say, as far as that, sir, for this kind of, of strain that a person chooses on his own to do, so for this he doesn't get any reward. He only gets paid for the actual accomplishment, the gain that there is in the mitzvah. As the halacha is, with the individual that is going into a person's property and is working there, he's mowing the lawn or planting a tree. So he gets rewarded not for the full expense, he only gets paid according to the amount of gain that there is over here. Right? Because over here, this is a situation where he's going, he's a yaded, he goes down, he does something on his own without being hired at all for this. So therefore, a yid should only be, and this, this ger, or a yid that does something, with a tsar should only get paid for the actual outcome and result that there is in the mitzvah, not for the actual strain itself. Okay, based on what we're going to learn later in Sif uh, Dalit, 
the Rebbe will also clarify the point that the Rebbe asked before, but the Tzad itself is the actual gain that Hashem desires. But that's not the case over here, as we'll see soon from Siv Dalit. So Zok the Mishneh, nevertheless the Mishneh tells us, Lufom Tzad Agra, according to the strain, will be your pay, you'll be your reward. As Megittim Schar Oich Fazein Tirche Unzar, that he does get rewarded based on the effort that he invests and the strain that he has here. Even though he was not commanded to do this. Now to clarify and to take note of here, to explain this, by a ger is dos sein ganz metzies. Regarding a ger, so his entire entity, kakotni, is like born from new. So this new entity of who he is, is chosen by him. However, similar to this, you do have by every single yid. By a hidden mitzvah, if a yid beautifies, does something extra in a mitzvah that he's not obligated, or a good custom that he adds, a person accepts upon himself to be appointed to a certain responsibility in any area of Kedusha that he has, that he didn't have to do this, but he got appointed to do so, and he's doing something extra. This is something that a person accepts upon himself, and this is where the mission is saying that you sort of were never hired for this, you never had an obligation, and you're doing it, and you're getting reward, not just for the outcome of what you're going to do, but you're also getting a reward for the actual strain and the actual work that you do without looking at the gain, even if it's more than the gain that comes out of this. That's the shot of our Mishnah here. However, here in Sif Dalid, the question is that there is still another detail in this halacha of a person that goes down into a person's property without being hired, that then the owner is not obligated to pay him for any of his expense, but only for the gain of what he actually has. There is another detail here that will seemingly be a strong question on this explanation here. Cannot be fragging. The question here is, Here's the halacha. When a person goes down and works in his friend's property, if after this work was done, he did not hire this person, but after the work is done, so now the owner reveals his intent very clearly. He reveals his satisfaction. As this is a niche, he's satisfied over here with this work. So then he's going to have to pay the worker for the entire expense. And even in a case where the expense is more than the gain, he has to reimburse him for all of his expense. For, so for example, if you went and planted a tree in someone's property, and you see how the owner is expressing very clearly how he enjoys the tree, he's using the tree and so on, then he's going to have to pay for everything. If so, the question comes back over here regarding a yid that chooses on his own to add a hidden mitzvah or even a ger that's megayer with his own choice. But since the Ebishter is satisfied when a Yid does something beyond the letter of the law, something that the Yid was not commanded, is So we come back to the question, what is the Chiddush here when the Mishnah says that the Ebishter pays based on the strength? This is a pious behavior, this is something extra unusual that the Mishnah is telling us about over here if this is part of the obligation to pay, if the Balabayas, in this case Hashem, is niche, he's satisfied with you doing this. So the explanation for this is as follows. Over here, there's another detail that happens when a Yid 
accepts upon himself to do something extra, so a person has to be very careful when he tries to elevate a certain standard. And as Avedis Hashem, you have to be very careful about this. And the reason is as follows. When you accept upon yourself an extra strain, something additional in Torah Mitzvah, without being obligated, to beautify a mitzvah more than the obligation, a good custom, and then what could happen is when you elevate yourself to this certain standard, then after you have done so already three times, and three times establishes a certain acceptance and commitment, uh, that you accepted it as if it's like a vow to continue at the And then is an You can't maintain that standard and you don't continue with this hither or with this custom that you have. Then really retroactively, what comes out of here? Accepting upon himself this extra strain. Stop. And he accepted it upon himself, not specifying. Not specifying that this is without a vow and this is just, he just goes into this new standard. Is the apshia. This could be, this is something which could be, turns into something which is a negligence. As his This now causes that the fact that later he falls back down to a lower standard, so now he loses out from this. Because now he has sort of, it becomes sort of an obligation to continue that standard and he can't anymore. And now there's a big loss over here. So meaning the fact that Eid accepts upon himself this highest standard, and we said that Hashem is Niche, but the point over here is, but though over here that there's a certain damage though, that the boss that Hashem will have by the fact that the Yid will then be forced to lower his standard. And this is a result of his negligence, of the Yid's negligence, and not being careful in what standard is he ready to accept. On Allah has come of a come. Most definitely this applies by a Gesh and a Skaya when it comes to a person that becomes a Gesh. And then he doesn't fulfill the mitzvahs that he's obligated. So then his entire conversion becomes like an act of negligence, not taking into account the responsibilities that will be upon him later. Because since the Gemara tells us, that Gedim amongst Eden is difficult for Klal Yisrael, like a Sapachas, like a Nega. The far was aimed became the dukeh mitzvahs because they're not proficient in the details of mitzvahs. The Yisrael made them imasayim, and then you didn't learn from their deeds. When al pidin dach mefriya bavarinen uvarinen uger bazvuzich megayzayim, and the halacha is that you have to warn and forewarn a ger that he should be careful before he becomes a ger. And we tell him, "Mar yisro shabasal is ger v'cholu." What is it that you see? Why are you pushing to convert? And the parish nifresh. And if he will separate and say that he doesn't want to be a ger, let him separate. He was not being encouraged to this, for, to do this, but he decided on his own to convert. Not taking into account the difficulties that may come up. To not have the ability to fulfill the mitzvahs 100% properly. Is this a zevi apshia? So this, on one hand, yes, it was an acceptance of a higher standard, or to be a ger, but then this turns out to be an act of negligence. There's a big loss over here. That's what happens, that's what could happen when a yid accepts upon himself this greater tsar, this greater level of strength to avow to do something extra. So you may say, since there's a loss over here, so the yid does not deserve to get a reward for this kind of acceptance. So now therefore comes the Mishnah and tells us as follows. If not for the fact that the Mishnah here 
is telling us this, that the Eivishter pays for the strain, so then we would say, So this person does not get paid for this kind of strain. And here again, the Rebbe brings an example of halacha, that uh, would be a source that he should not get paid. Just like it is with a worker. He took the responsibility to deliver barrels from one place to another. And then what happened is the barrels broke because of his negligence. Because he brought the barrels through a road or area that was not paved properly and it was an area that caused that the barrels broke. But the din is, so in that case, what's the As the balabai is da'afim nit batzalim for the arbit. So the worker, sorry, the balabas that is, the owner, does not have to pay him for this work. Not the rabbi, on the contrary. The poil, da'af batzalim, for the tzibroch and the The worker is going to have to pay for the broken barrels that were broken with his negligence. So over here as well, so the rabbi is saying, we can use this halacha that in a case where Yid accepts a higher standard, and it turns out to be actually an act of negligence because he can't maintain that standard. So over here for this, even for accepting this and doing this, he should not be paid for this. He should, there should not be no reward for this. Is that oiftu from the form tzara agra? So here the Mishnah comes, and this is the novel, the chiddush of the Mishnah, as oich when they're onnemer tzar. Again, as oich when they're ongenumen tzar. Also, when this accepted new strain. It causes a damage, it causes a certain loss for the Eibishter. Nevertheless, Hashem does give him the full reward for what he did beyond the letter of the law. Even though Hashem should not be giving this because it's something which brings about a loss. And here in order 35 is a very gishmak and important to order to understand this, where the Rebbe explains that this idea is really true every time a Yid, on his own volition, accepts a new hider that he does on his own. Because no matter what a Yid does to try to beautify a mitzvah, if it's not the Abish commanding you to do so, a Yid, limited, a creation in this world, could do nothing that could be accepted and understand it on the level of Hashem. So whatever a person does in this world is considered to be sort of like a loss and something that's inadequate for the Eibishter. So therefore, when you accept something on your own, you, sh- you should not be at all paid for this. The mitzvah you do is the mitzvah, you're commanded. But to accept something on your own, you, you as a creation in this world are coming to do something on your own, it's looked at as something which is just a loss. It's, it doesn't match up to the standard of Hashem. And nevertheless, Hashem says, a yid accepts something on his own. Hashem says, I pay for that as well. On Azevi by the by the mountain fall, for the for then was his maver chavius mimokim lomokim, and this is actually also what's mentioned regarding this person that is delivering these barrels from one place to another. As oid a hotnut was to essen, if the case is that this person that's doing the job for you, he does not have the, his meals that he needs to eat. Mitzvah he lasis loy lufnim meshuras adin velitn loy scharay. So it's brought in Shulchan Aruch that there is a mitzvah to nevertheless to go beyond the letter of the law and to give him his pay for the work that he did, even though he caused the damage. But nevertheless, he doesn't have what to eat, and he's while he's doing your work, you should give him lufnim meshuras adin. So that's what our mission over here is saying that the the yid that accepts upon himself tzara extra something more on his with his own choice, and this brings about a certain damage. But nevertheless, the Eivishter pays for this as well because the Eivishter fulfills this. Lufnimishur is in here. 
Okay, but now here in Sifei, the Rebbe points out that we sort of just combined two different halachas together. The halacha of the person that was not hired, and he's doing the mitzvahs, he's doing a hider, which is a tsar, that he took upon himself on his own, similar to the halacha of a yered l'steich that was not hired. But then the Rebbe asked, but there's a, there's a loss here. So then why should the Balabas have to pay him for this? And for that, the Rebbe brought the other halacha of the person that was hired to bring a barrel from one place to another, that even if there was a damage, he should be paid. Question is, could we combine these two different halachas? This halacha of paying this person that caused the damage is only said when a person is actually hired. But here this person was not hired. So the Rebbe continues to explain, this idea that there is a mitzvah to go beyond the letter of the law and give him his pay, even though he caused the damage. It's only when the boss hired this worker to deliver these barrels. But before we already explain, what are we talking about over here? We're speaking about an individual that's either someone that was Megayer, or a hider of a mitzvah, or another good custom that he does. He's doing it with his own choice. So if so, we bowed. So the question over here is, why would the Eibishter have to pay even Lefnim Sadin for the damage that's caused if, if he wasn't even hired? Well, you have to pay for the damage caused if you hire this person. So you hired him and you're the one that caused him to, do, to go through this whole strength. But if you didn't even hire this individual, who says in this case there's a Lefnim Sadin to pay? So the Rebbe answers, we The Balabais is Niche, then Poyal's Arbit Pachlal. Since we know that in our case, he didn't hire him, but the Eibishter and the Balabais, the Eibishter in this case, is satisfied with the general work that the Yid is doing and even that added hiddur and that added strain that he takes upon himself. So even if there is an act of negligence and there's a loss that comes out in one detail, so for example, when this person was delivering these barrels and he went in an unsafe place, one barrel was broken. But the gain, the profit that there is from the other barrels that were delivered is more than the loss that there is of that one barrel that was broken. So then the, the, the owner that hired him is very satisfied with what he does have, with the profit that he still does have. He's just not satisfied of the negligence of, of what happened there, that there was one barrel that broke. But he still is happy of the work that was done because he does have profit from the other barrels that were delivered. So over here as well, yes, true, there is a certain act, point of negligence here. And there's a certain loss when a yid accepts upon himself a certain standard and he can't maintain it. But nevertheless, in general, the Eibishti is Niche with this added hither that he had accepted upon himself. So in this case, this Midas Chsidis mentioned before that he still should pay, even though there was a loss, does apply, that he should give him the full schar for his work, for his strain. And even for the strain involved in the delivery of that barrel that was broken. Since the owner is satisfied with the general delivery, is as ki'ilu er gedunken of that. It's as if he hired him for this. 
As we see by the halacha of the yairid, when a person goes into someone's property, when the owner expresses satisfaction, he has to pay him fully, as if he hired it, not only for the gain, but also for the expense. So we could apply that over here as well, even when there was a loss, that if the balabais expresses his intent, that he's nicha, that he's satisfied, so now, the owner should pay, even for the strain that was involved in something that was done, and the hidden that was done, that could bring a certain loss. That's why this 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 uh, still applies. And the Rebbe spells it out as how it applies here in our case. And the Rebbe is like Chazay ben Nidni Dan. So therefore, this applies here as well. As you dalt and balabais, the Eibushin is niche, was the Adam nemt of zich the tircho and tzarf on a hidden mitzvah v'cholah. Hashem, the boss, is satisfied with this that a yid accepts upon himself this extra strain, this extra hidden. Says nor was the oifin from sein onem and avzich is nit karai. The manner in which he accepted it upon himself is not appropriate. Because he didn't make it clear that this is without a vow. And therefore the Hebesh does give the entire pay for this. And that's what the mission is saying. That the Hebesh gives the pay for this added strain, this added hitter that the, the person accepted. On al is by Gesh and his guy. The same could be said also regarding a person that becomes a get. Yoi sins as the adds and gear is a dovrarotzi by Mbalabai is by Maibishtin. The very conversion itself is actually something which is Davish is satisfied about. Yeah, true, the Gemara does tell us about different outcomes that could happen with a get that could become difficult, but the very conversion itself is something very positive. So even though after this there could be negligence involved, in them was that is not the kind of mitzvahs with all the ktukim is not fulfilling mitzvahs with all of his details. But come to schar for But nevertheless, the Eibushter gives him the reward for this gear, for this strain, and this action that the person took on his own. Even though the strain that he takes upon himself is not only something that he accepted, but additionally, it also causes a loss. Nevertheless, the Eivishter pays for this. That's the Lufnim Shuris Adin, and that's the Chiddush that our Mishnah is saying over here. Here in Sivov, the, the Rebbe continues to explain this on a deeper level, based on the fact that this is Ben Heihei, which was a Ger that was saying this. And this idea is expressed uniquely by a Ger, and, and also similar by a Yid. We can say, as das was the Mbalamaim from the Fum Tzara Agre, Verta Angrufen mit dem Kinu Ben Heihei. He's named over here as Ben Heihei of Tzumat Gezayna, that is a Ger Kanal, to emphasize the fact that he's a Ger. Hagam, Oich by a Gebeirin Yid, even though even by someone that's born a Yid, is Shaykh Azayin, it's possible the same idea as a result of Zich Onem and Atzar Betayrich Betayrich Mitzus, was that it's not to Choyev Alpidin, that he accepts upon himself a certain strain and a certain effort that he's not obligated according to Allah. So why are we saying that, why is the Mishnah hinting to us that this is related specifically to our Ged? Is this the Far, Baldafke by Geidus? There is a certain uh, uh, strain involved with, that you could say regarding this person that he's completely, totally not obligated to do. And that's only by a care. He has bought in them. The explanation here is the the entire creation for Nayidin. The entire creation of Nayidin in this world is to serve his master. If so, is the fun move on, so it's understood. 
as medaf oistutz and ale zane kaiches like dem shimush avedis hashem. A person has to use all of the energy he has to serve to to do the aveda. Bezur asal zagen. The Gemara tells us, or the Medrash tells us, as yet yid is chayiv loyma. Every yid has an obligation to say, Mosai yagiu maisai lemaisai avaisai avram mitzvah kiyakiv. When will my actions come to the level of the actions, the aveda that avram mitzvah kiyakiv did? That's how far a person has to push himself. Every ounce of energy that Hashem creates him with. The Rebbe, so if that's the case, is by yidin shver tzikifin and atirche unzar and avedis Hashem and velacher is klanet mechuyiv. Very difficult to find a something that's a strain or something that's an effort for a yid, that a yid does, even something that he accepts upon himself, that you could say that he's not at all obligated in this. Even things that are beyond the letter of the law. Something which is pious behavior. At the end of the day, you can't say that this is something that he's completely absolved of. Because he's obligated not just to do the mitzvah to the letter of the law, but to utilize every ounce of energy he has. So if he can add a hidur, if he can add another good custom, so that's part of the energy that he was created with and he has to do this. So therefore by yid, it's very hard to say in the simple and literal sense that he's doing something which is not an obligation. Mashenkin, Agershin is Gaia, which is not the case when it comes to a guy that converts. As far as Angedis, before his conversion, is if in Klaunet Chal Kein Chiyitz Zichzum There's absolutely no obligation for him to convert. On other Rabbah, on the contrary, Ger Shabbal is Geyer, a Ger that comes to convert, we try to persuade him not to become a Ger. Why? We ask, we ask him, why are you becoming a Ger? Azoi, as the Kabbalist Tzar, Durch Geiris, of Tzimekayim, Zayn Teirum Mitzvah. So, so therefore, here, his acceptance to convert and then to have the obligation to fulfill Teirum Mitzvah is an anoifim, but that is in them klaunet b'choyev. We can actually say that this is something that he had absolutely no obligation before. This is totally his choice. So therefore, the Mishnah says, Ben Hey Hey, that this concept of the Tzar Agra applies really in its most fullest sense by a get. But nevertheless, this is quoted in Mesechta Yidin, which is, of course, a Mishnah that relates to all Yidin, and not just for a Ger. Because even by a Yid, where all of his energy has to be used to serve Hashem, but even over here by Yid, when he accepts upon himself additional strain to fulfill Torah mitzvahs in something that he's not obligated, according to Allah. And especially, it's not according to his nature and habit. And even more so to the extent as to leave them tzar and shinir regilis, because of this strain and change of habit, is thus this is so different for him, so out of the ordinary for him, that he feels like that he's doing something that's completely new for who he was till today. It's like, I, I, like he's doing something like a different person. Right? So this itself is also is as bedugmitz of Gershon It could be compared to some sense to the Gershon Esgaya. Of course, not literally, but the fact that Hashem creates him with a certain teva and he has a certain regilus, so that's the way he was created. He was created to be who he is with his nature. So Hashem created him that way. And the person chooses to break out of that nature and to do something beyond that's similar to Ger Hashem And therefore, on this we say, that Hashem gives the reward for this extra strength. 
Nochmal, furthermore, the Mishnah, Lefum Tzad Agra. This Mishnah of Lefum Tzad Agra state that Kamek Yisrois is brought over here, according to some versions, and here the Rebbe specifies the details about this in the Ha'ara. Tafke Vesim HaMishnayis from the Sechtavis. At the conclusion of the Mishnayis, and the Rebbe is emphasizing Mishnayis because there is a sixth Perek, which is Braise, of the Mishnayis. What this means, what this means is, as this is the hechsten meile in mili lechasiduse. We're speaking over here about a person that's on the highest level of pious behavior. Or kanal, as mentioned before. While in that mishnah retzach vegan azak kabolis tsar, the person is ready to accept upon himself a pain or a strain. What is in ganzen nit loit zayin tevaragilis, totally not within his nature or within his habit. On my high time, man, therefore, because this reason is a sadarga hochi nailis and midas chsidis. This is the highest level of the pious behavior of a Jew. And dafke here is where the Mishnah is saying, lofom tzara agre, that nevertheless, the Ebishter will pay for this added uh, hidr that the person accepts upon himself. So this is the conclusion of, of Mesechtavis, the highest level of midas chsidis. Okay, up until this point in the Sikha, this is sort of a conclusion of the Hasber of the Indian of the Fumtsara Agre, Alpinigle, explaining with the, uh, the premise that there's an obligation for Hashem to give schar, as it's unseen from the Rambam, based on the relationship that a Yid has to the Ebishter, like a Balabayas and a Payal, a boss that hires a worker. And therefore, the Rebbe went through a long explanation how, nevertheless, the reward that Hashem gives a yid is lafin Adin. It's beyond the obligation that Eivishter has to, to, to give. But here in Siv Zayin, the Rebbe continues to explain this on a much deeper level. And the Rebbe questions the very premise of the beginning of the Sikha, that the relationship between a yid and Hashem is similar to a boss and a worker. On the point that we, this all began with in the beginning in Siv as the schar for mitzvahs is a chiv al pi that the pay for mitzvahs is an obligation based on halacha. As al pi din teira daf ayid kriegen schar for an aveda from teira mitzvahs, according to teira, ayid must receive a reward for his aveda of teira mitzvahs. Kamefregen, one can ask the following question: The gather a by mention to batzol a payel for zain arbit, the whole entire concept of paying someone for the work that he does whether he's hired for the day and is being paid for his time, a kablan, or a person that's being paid for the job that he does, or similar kinds of obligations, is dafke was This is speaking about an individual that has no obligation to work for this person. He's being hired for pay, and that's why he does his work. If you speak though about a slave or a servant that's owned by his master, and that's his obligation to do everything for his master, which he's owned by. Or similar, a son, a child that's obligated to serve his father because of the mitzvah, the mitzvah of kibudav. This entire concept of pay for work that you're doing and to start analyzing whether you were hired for this or not hired for this, is this extra and so on, none of that begins. Because over here, the entire concept of schar doesn't exist if everything he does is an obligation to serve, his, to serve the father or the master that owns him. 
so hein wie bald dass die Scheiche zu jedem zum Beispiel ist im Kebonim, im Kavodim, the relationship of Yidin Tashem, we know, as we say in the Nusach of Davening, is either like children or like servants. So not, we're not in a relationship of a boss that's hiring this individual that has no connection to the boss and is just being hired for a job. Und noch mehr, furthermore, die Matare von dem Yidin's Bashaf is L'Shamish Eskainer, his very creation is with this purpose, to serve his master, the Ebishter. Not just owned by the master, but his very creation. Is doch Muvan, so it's understood, that das was a yid is konuit, um b'chuyiv, l'shamish is kainuit. The fact that he's acquired, and he's obligated to serve his master, his creator, is a sapi aloche, in a fiel gereser emos, v'dekin, chiv, v'nan eved l'adainer. This is to a much greater extent, then the obligation that a slave that was bought, or now, and now owned by his master is. And definitely more than the obligation because of Kibbutz that a child has for a father. If so, the question is, and here the Rebbe questions the premise of the entire Sikha. So, how can we say that a Yid deserves to be paid for the work that he does for the Eivishter? How could that be true? If uh, you know, that the relationship between a yid and the Ebishter is like a poil and a balabayas, if we if a, if a yid is either a ben or an evet and even created to be an evet, created to serve the Ebishter. So here in Sifches, this leads us to a deeper understanding of the relationship of a yid to the Ebishter, and this will give us a much deeper understanding of everything that was brought in the Sikh until here. Is the beer in them? So the explanation here is as follows. Wie bald Teiro Mitzvahs and a gegeben geworden von dem Meibishen zu Yidin. Teiro Mitzvahs Hashem gives to the Yidin. So there's the giver, there's the source of where it comes from, and there's the recipient, the Yidin, that received Teiro Mitzvahs. Is move on, so it's understood, as in Zeis and in Faran, Gedorim, Mitzad dem Neisen, dem Meibishen. There is the aspect of Teiro Mitzvahs which is according to the nature and the boundary, so to speak, the way things are in the world of the giver, that the Ebishter is giving, it's all about his desire and what he wants. And then there are other things in Teirah Mitzvahs, which are based on the nature and the boundaries of the recipient, the Yidin. There are two different aspects of Teirah Mitzvahs. And the Rebbe in their Teirah and therefore we find in Teireh itself two opposite extremes. On one hand it says, Teireh cannot become in any way Tommy. There's no impurity that could affect Teireh. Even a Yid that's not Teireh learns Teireh, doesn't change Teireh itself. It's Hashem's word, it's fire. Fire does not become Tommy. The Meibishan's right. But yet on the other hand, we see the exact opposite. It's Rav, Shomachal al a, a rab, a teacher that learns Taira, and because of the Taira he learns, the students are obligated to give him honor, and he forgives his honor, so he has the right to forgive on his honor. And the reason is the five was the Taira delay. The honor that he has to get because of the Taira he learns, that Taira becomes his. It's like it becomes his Taira. He becomes so much one with the Taira that he can forgive on this honor. What this means is, in Gevisse Inyonim, we find regarding certain aspects, is the Teireh Gebliven in the Bailos from the Meibishin. The Teireh remains in Hashem's ownership. What that means is, even when Teireh comes down, it comes into this world 
but it remains heavenly. It remains Hashem's title with the nature and the boundaries of Hashem's world. That's on one hand. When an under the Pratim, but in other details, is the Ibigavan to the Makabal to Yidin. It was given over. It was given to the recipient. It was given Yidin to be received by Yidin, not just to receive Hashem's Taira on Hashem's level, but to receive it on their level, within the boundaries that Yidin take and understand and learn and, and accept the Taira. Those are the two different aspects of what the Taita is. And therefore, in other words, the point there is in our relationship to Hashem, there are two, there are two different points here. One is, it's the Naisen. The recipient just has to sort of follow and everything goes according to Hashem's boundaries and Hashem's, what defines Hashem's existence. But then there's another idea. Hashem wants to give us the Taita. You fulfill the Taita in your world on, on, on your level, in, in your boundaries. Just like this is true regarding Taira and Mitzvah itself, the same is also true regarding a Yid's obligation to learn Taira and fulfill Mitzvah. So this could be defined in these two, both of these ways, defining it from the nice and from the giver's perspective, Hashem's perspective, and the recipient, the Yidin's perspective, or or not not only perspective, but based on the nature of the recipient or the nature of the giver. Looking at things from the giver's perspective or on the on the nature of the giver, so Hashem gives the mitzvahs. And the Yidin just have to follow and fulfill. We were created for this purpose, and Hashem is the one that's in charge and creates a Yid in the first place for this, to fulfill mitzvahs like a son or like a servant. Oh, mitzadim, gather a makabel, but there's the other aspect of Torah. Hashem actually gives it to us, focusing on us receiving it on our level, with our nature. Is an asik and Torah mitzvahs and azas suk chiyov v'sazal pitayre farbundim et kabbalas char. And therefore, the mitzvah that we fulfill is the way a person receives it in our, in the way what defines our existence with our nature, and therefore it's connected with receiving reward for what we do. Like a person which is hired, whether hired for the job or hired for the day, but a person that's hired. In other words, there's a you, there's, there's somebody here that's receiving the taita in his world. And here, this is the basis, this is the source of the concept of schar from mitzvahs. And this, this gives us a deeper appreciation for the, what the idea of schar is all about. Schar is not just the fact that a person is doing it selfishly and he wants to be rewarded, but it's a certain aspect of what the Torah Mitzvah is about. Hashem gives us the Torah because He wants the Torah to reach us. And when the Torah has to reach a person, so there's a concept of schar that's involved in that. These two opposite ways of defining what Torah Mitzvah is, is also expressed in the two categories that we find in mitzvahs. The mitzvahs, the three mitzvahs, if one is being forced to not fulfill them, he has to be ready to die and not to transgress. On the other mitzvah, fulfill mitzvahs and live, you have to live and not die for their sake. So what's the difference? Why are there three serving idols or inappropriate relationship or spilling blood? Why over there do I say that the Yid has to be ready to die and then the rest of the mitzvahs does v'chai that the person only has to live in the fulfillment of a mitzvah and not die? 
I the mitzvah is mudgezeh gedrachiv mitzadim mekabel. All mitzvahs, most mitzvahs, what's emphasized over here is the purpose of a mitzvah reaching you in your world, in, in, in your nature, the way you exist. And the Rebbe is by Zay Negeyed the Mechabal. So here what's relevant is the recipient, the one, what, what's going on by him, the Yisayim even more so, Zay Machanof the Mechabal. The Teira Mitzvah that Yid gets is actually the source of his whole creation of why he exists. In order that he should be able to serve his master, that's why he's created. This is his very highest, this, this is his very existence. So we hear that Rebbe is using this concept of Anim actually to explain that this gives the Yid the highest on his level for who he is. But when it comes to these three areas, over there, the primary obligation is expressing things in Teda the way they are in the Eibishter's nature, the way they are on the Eibishter's level. The Far is by Zay Nidot Nizach There's no such a thing, it's impossible to say to transgress. Yehorit Val Because from the Eibishter's perspective, the Nisen, the Eibishter is unlimited. There is no point where you could say, up until here is the fulfillment. And now this doesn't fit with my existence. It's not about you, Bukhlal. You have to fulfill the mitzvah without uh, any uh, restrictions or without any limitations. That's why it's Yahweh Val Yehorik. That's the ex- expression of the Nisen, of the way the Eibishter gives the mitzvah. And the, the person's existence doesn't, uh, the Gedorim of his existence doesn't come into account at all. So those are the two different aspects of Teireh Mitzvahs. Okay, so therefore we understand that the whole discussion about Schar and the Lofum Tzara Agre is based on the gather of the Mechabal that the Eivishter does give mitzvahs to Eden as a Mechabal. On their level, there should be Schar. So now the Rebbe continues and explains, based on this, going back now to the details, and Sif Tess and you, the Rebbe will explain now the details mentioned before. The Schar that the Eivishter gives for the Tzara, specifically for the strain, how this is related to this new point that I've explained there, that the whole concept of schar is only possible because of the, the definitions or the, the, the world and the nature of the recipient in the Torah Mitzvahs. The Rinyan Anal and Schar from Torah Mitzvahs, this idea in Torah Mitzvahs. And this is Mitzvahs from Mechabal, that the whole idea of reward is only when you look at Torah Mitzvahs from looking at it from the nature of the recipient. Is Nochmem Mudgish in them is even more highlighted in this point there was their as the Mishnah here says that how is the reward given according to the strain? The recipient, what's his experience in the mitzvah? What's his strain? What's his effort in the mitzvah? Because the whole union of schar is all based on the Mechabal, Mitzad and Nason, there is no such a thing of schar. The Yid is has to just fulfill Torah mitzvahs without any limitations. So the whole idea of, of the experience of the recipient doesn't matter. Since schar is all mitzad mekabel, so therefore the actual schar itself is also based on the experience of the recipient, not just the final product of the mitzvah that he does, but his experience, his strain and his pain. On the mid come to a beer noisev and them shaykes so this brings an added explanation connecting this statement of Lofum Tzara Agre to Mesech Ta'avis, which is all about speaking about the pious behavior that a person does. The entire concept 
that there's something which is extra beyond the letter of the law is Masam Nor Mitzad HaMakabal. It's only possible in that aspect of Torah Mitzvahs, looking at it from the nature of the recipient. But if you're looking at Torah Mitzvahs from the perspective of the giver, of the Eivishter, is Kol Tachlisa, from the Madam, is Nor L'Shamash Kainai. The entire existence and the entire purpose of the person is to serve his master. So over here, it's not the person within his nature that's serving. It's, it's, this is unlimited. This is the nice and the Eibishter that's expressing his unlimited desire that a yid should do it without any restrictions. That a yid is obligated to give up his life. So there's no room to start talking about this is beyond the letter of the law, this I should do, this I shouldn't do. There's no limitations for this. It goes to the point of self-sacrifice. It's impossible to start defining this is the letter of the law and this is beyond the letter of the law. So the whole Pirkei Yavis is expressing this aspect of Torah and Mitzvahs where the Ebishter wants the Torah to reach a recipient on his level. And here, this Lufnim Adin. And over here, in this Lufnim Adin, when a Yid chooses to do something on his own, with a Tirche, the Eivishti gives the reward for that. And does get Nochaz so this gives another explanation. There are, there is an explanation that Mepharshim say, but this gives an explanation. That Moshe received the Torah from Sinai. The emphasis is on the recipient. It doesn't say any language saying that Hashem gave the Torah at Sinai. So why are we emphasizing the recipient? The whole idea of extra and this pious behavior, which is the content of this entire Mesechte, is not in verbindung mit Kibble. This is only possible if there's a Kibble, if the, if the Torah, the aspect of Torah, which is Focusing on the recipient, midgeder amakabel from Torah mitzvahs, and within his nature, within his boundaries of fulfilling Torah mitzvahs. So that's why it begins with the kibbel. and the beginning of Pirkei Yavis is wedged into the end. The very last Mishnah, the far is to see him from Mishnayis from Masechta Oves. The Indian haschar is regarding reward, because what is what what does reward really express? And then Gufe, that from Tzara Agra, the fact that the reward is based on the strain, in other words, the experience of the Yid fulfilling, this is all expressing the aspect of Teira and Mitzvahs in the world and within the nature of the recipient of Teira. Here the Rebbe takes this in Sif Yud and brings us back to another detail mentioned before regarding the Lofum Tzara, that this is something that the person is choosing on his own. So this point over here that the form reward expresses the nature of the recipient is this need not in them. So this is not only in this. Was the schar agre is leuten erech von dem zar vetirche. This is not only, as mentioned before, in the very fact that we're rewarding the person based on his strain and his experience and not on the final product, but as the Rebbe explained before, in the kind of strain that the person chooses on his own. And what is this? Why is this so relevant over here for this point? We're speaking over here about a strain and an extra hither that the person is not obligated according to Allah. 
nor er is das auf sich mit Kabel in ganzen Zahl seinen eigenen Willen. The person accepts this completely with his own choice. In the Dugme, wie the Kabbalah sa mitzvah sar von a ger, the example of a ger that chooses to convert, was kommt den ganzen von seinen eigenen Bechirin und Atzen, which comes completely with his own choice and his own will. Nit haben die kein Chiv zum Begeisern sich genau, without any obligation at all to convert. This pain or this strain in fulfilling Torah mitzvahs, see by unknown and clothes of mitzvahs by a ger, whether it's by the case of a ger, he accepts upon himself all the mitzvahs in general, or by any that accepts upon himself something extra beyond the letter of the law, this is completely the choice of the person to fulfill this. This is not the nice and the Abishah that's obligating you, and you're just following, obeying an order. But this is you. You chose it. So the oifin of the schar regarding the, the, the tzah that the person chooses on his own very much highlights the aspect of Torah and mitzvahs, which is focusing on the recipient, on the nature and the boundaries of the recipient that's fulfilling Torah. The mid has bought a so this adds an additional explanation in the Mkishur from Masechta Ovis, mit Ironite in the connection of the conclusion of Masech Davis with the beginning with the first Mishnah. In Tzugav to them, in addition to the point mentioned before in Siftes, by Kabbalah Sateide, because also when Yidin received the Teirev in Moshe Kibble, Teirev Misinai, was in Imloshin Kibble, is Mudgish, them gather on a Kabbal, the Inyonoi, Kanal Sham, the word Kibble emphasizes the fact that we're talking over here about the recipient, that he's accepting it on his own, then in Ali Yidin Geven Gedim. When Yidin accepted the Teirev, that's when the conversion of all Yidin, the Gedus of Klal Yisrael, is at that point. So therefore, the end of the Mesechta, which talks about the Yid accepting a strain in Taita Mitzvah on his own, is connected to the beginning where it says, Moshe Kibble, where a Yid and all Klal Yisrael became Gedim at the time of Matan Taita. So here in Sifir Aleph, the Rebbe will continue now and explain the connection to the earlier statement that's brought here in this Mishnah. We will also understand the Shaykhs from the Maimer, Ben Hei Hei Oimer, Lofum Tzara Agre, the statement of Ben Hei Hei, about Lofum Tzara Agre, to Maimer, Vashtet Gleich Farden. So the statement that's brought in the Mishnah right before this, Ben Bagbag Oimer, Hafachba, Vahafachba Cholo. Ben Bagbag says that when you learn Tayri, you should dwell, uh, dwell, or uh, delve rather, delve into the Tayri, and you should sort of turn over. The words of Taita discuss and delve into the Taita because Kulaba, you'll find everything in Taita. Biz as the Kamagisari is an embed in my modem in Ain Mishnah. Ain Mishnah. According to some version, this is where the Altarebbe brings in the Siddur. Both of these statements are brought in the very same Mishnah. So what's the connection? Oich ben Bagbag is given a ger. Ben Bagbag was also a ger. Oder a ben Gaden. Or he was a descendant of Gaden. Just like the name Ben Hei Hei hints to the fact that it was a Ger. We're not even saying his name, we're just referring to him as Ben Hei Hei. And it's Ben Avram, it's referring to the Hei that was added to their name. As Oi is Oi Meramis, Oi Dem Kinui Ben Bagbag, while Bagbag is Bigamatria Hey Hey. Ben Bagbag, Beis Gimel, together is, is, is like Ben Hei Hei, that refers to the fact that it was a gay. 
Und euch, another additional hint, is es Merumis in Utrikin von Bagbag, which means Ben Ger, Ben Geyeris, the fact that he was a descendant of converts. So this point that Ben Bagbag says also has to be connected specifically to the fact that he's a Ger. Om it's at the same time, we can have a Ger, Ben Heye, Wertenbaal, Maimer, Euch, Dong, Berufen, Nit, mit sein Nomen. As we said before, we hear, he's not referred to with his name, nor mit Kinoi Ben Bagbag was dated on of sein Geiris. Rather, he's referred to with his name Ben Bagbag, which is hinting to his uh, conversion. To Meramezain, this comes to hint, as das was der Balamayim is given a get. The fact that he was a convert, hotashaychis to sein Maimer hafochba vafochba. This is related to what he's saying regarding Teireh, that you should delve into Teireh and you'll see everything in Teireh. How is that? Even a Ben Noyach is obligated to fulfill his seven mitzvahs. Let's move on, so it's understood. As oich zayin learn in Torah, the dinim upratim fun dim zayin mitzvus. So when a ben noach learns Torah, learning the halachas that he has to know, chash das is an inyan nayla. This is a very great thing. Biz as the Gemara tells us, an nochri v'oisik b'Torah areik a kain gadol. A guy that learns Torah could be on the level of a kain gadol. From that's vegan. Nevertheless, the zayin eisak at Torah nit came at Torah for zich. His learning Torah is not an end for itself. No blaze via mittel to wissen via zitz mekayim and the mitzvahs. It's just a medium to bring him the knowledge that he has to know to fulfill the mitzvahs. Un sahatnet in ma'ilas halimud b'tayda fanayim. So therefore, his learning tayda does not have the advantage, the level of learning tayda that he has. Dafke berega ben rezich megaye. At that moment, that he becomes a ger. Un vet nechuyu tzalan in tayda al tzam mitzvah v'tachlus farzich. And now he becomes obligated to learn Torah and to fulfill a mitzvah as a point for itself, not just as one thing leading to another. So then, in his limud Torah, this accomplishes a major, a major change. As vet in them der iluyin ma'ilin of law for nafach ba vafach ba the kulaba. That now the emphasis over here is delve into the Torah itself. Turn over and discuss the words of Taita, and that's the end. It means for itself, and for itself rather. It's not. It's not a purpose for anything else. Right over here, you're connecting to the Eibush the greatest connection within Taita itself. That's the chiddush that happens when he becomes a ger. Therefore, this is related to Ben Bagbag that became a ger. In other words, this means the fact that this was. Brought out within him to say this is just a far. This is a result of the fact. This is because this command and this tremendous level of learning of delving into the Torah itself and focusing on it as an end for itself. This is sensed by a ger in a unique fashion because he goes through that change in his learning of Torah. This explains the connection of the two statements brought here in this Mishnah, Ben and so on. Because the content of both of these statements here has a special connection uniquely to Agar. They're two different points, but they're both especially connected to Agar, as was explained. It's also very precise, the order, how both of these statements are quoted here. First, the Mishnah quotes the statement of Ben Bagbag to delve into Torah. 
But so that's it. Talmud. So that's the first thing. Discussing the advantage of this style of learning Torah. And then the second statement of Ben Heihei, which discusses the the, 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 schar, the reward for the strain and fulfilling a mitzvah. So this is regarding the fulfillment of mitzvahs. So, Talmud after the learning, that leads to action. So therefore, first the Mishnah brings the Chiddush of the Ger regarding Talmud, and then it brings the Chiddush of the Ger regarding Misa. Okay, but the Rebbe is not done here. Here, the two names of these two Gedim, one was called Ben Bagbag, and the other was called Ben Heihei. Everything is precise. What's the meaning of the, why is there a difference between both of these names? If both names really hint to the fact that they were a Ger, so why is there a difference? Everything in Torah, including the names of the ones that are saying this, is totally precise. Is the fun So from this is understood that the shaykhs from the zwei maimorim, the connection of these two statements, hafachba, on the fun tzaracholo. So the zwei chachamim ben bagbag and meheihe, these two chachamim which were gaidim, is not not a klolistic. It's not just in general mitzad dem, but it's an abedig even gaidim because they were both converts. Nor as the two bazundere shemes, the two different nicknames that they have here, the nemerames of the inyanim shainim from the same name. They hint to the different points that each one is expressing as a get. I of them a proof of this that the change of name is not just something that the Mishnah is not medayikim, but this is precise. According to one opinion, these are actually two names for the very same Tana, the very same person. It was about as by as by Maimer Hafach Bavertar Angaruf and Ben Bagbag. The first time around, he's called Ben Bagbag. Umbam Lefum Tzare Ben Heye. And then when he says Lefum Tzare, he's referred to with a different name as Ben Heye. Musman Zogim. So you must say as the Untershed Zwischen die zwei Namen is Bahas and Sumchilik Betrechen Zwischen die zwei Namen. Why would the Mishnah switch the name, the nickname? The only reason is because there's a difference in the content of what's being said in the first statement of Hafach uh, and the second statement of Lefum Tzare. So, so the question is, what is the difference between these two expressions of Ben Bagbag and Ben Heihei? There has been in them, so the explanation here is as follows. In them Kinui Ben Heihei, in this nickname of Ben Heihei, Bala Maimer, Lefum Tzara Agra, the one that says that according to the strain is the, is the uh, pay, is Mekhentik them Ondait Oifager Vin and Kinui Ben Bagbag. It's clearer the hint to the fact that he is a ger than in the nickname of Ben Bagbag. Rashbam b'shem Hari ben Arash. In the name that Rashbam says, in the name of the Riu, the son of the Rosh. She Bagbag was his no begematria hey hey. Bagbag, how does it integrate us? Because base Gimel together is the gematria five, connected to the two names of Avram and Sarah, Yeser, Nister, Benalim. That's more concealed. Ben hey hey is spelling it out clearer. And based on this, we can say that similar is the chiluks vishin zeira my modern. There's the difference here between the two statements that are being said in connection to their gates. In In this statement of delving in Torah, it's speaking about a subject which is concealed. This is about delving and turning over and finding what's concealed here. Mashen kein sara is a goli de gezach. On the other hand, the lesson in Lufum Tzara Agra is dealing with the strain in the mitzvah, which is something which is open and revealed. And the Rebbe explains more and uh, elaborates on this. Babir, the explanation here is as follows. 
When the Mishnah says, Dalvin to Teire, main Be'ikir Kanal Sif this is primarily referring to, as mentioned before, the Eisek at Teire al Tzmatare on Tachus Fazich. So this is referring to someone that's learning Teire, and he's learning Teire just as an end for itself, learning the Ikzalib, Fashtein, and Master Zayn Teire Sashem, to learn in order to understand the Teire, and not just learning for the purpose to know the action. Is move on as does nemtarum nit nor din yoni alocha vizin and negela maisa goli digin yonim. So that means that he doesn't only learn those subjects in Taita that are relevant and that are revealed that he has to fulfill, nor beikin them limut vishakla vitaya vachadayma. Learning the Taita, delving into the Taita, discussions of Taita, questions and answers, things that are not even pertinent to know for actions. Vazen a friir and oich nachtem shakla vitaya, blight. You still can continue the discussion. This aspect of Taita is a discussion of Taita where it goes deeper and deeper and you never sort of get to the bottom of it because it's, it's endless. So this is expressing a level of learning in Taita which is Nala, which is concealed. As Mepharshim explained what it means when it says delve into He would expound upon Teireh and he found 49 approaches to say that this is Tommy and 49 to say that it's Teireh. And even then there's opposite approaches here. But nevertheless, in this aspect of Teireh, you can delve into its depths and find all kinds of different ways. Therefore, he says, And you expound in Torah things that are opposites, whether it be to be pure or to opposite to say that it's impure, the kulaba. It's all in the Torah. And this is the Ebishter that you find in the Torah. That is the expression of Ben Bagbag. And his name, the fact that he's a Ger, is sort of concealed. Like them comes and that comes out as the unterschied zwischen vom Zaragri und Afachba is the chiluk from Gilui and Halem. The difference between these two statements is the difference between something that's clear and exposed or what's concealed. The Tzare in Teire and Mitzvahs, the strain that a person invests in fulfilling a mitzvah, was a yidus of zich mekabel, what a yid accepts upon himself, is shayach benegeya abashtimte goli de gezacha and hagev chayetz bezeh. This relates to a very specific and revealed action or custom that a person does. Which is not the case to the Mishnah that says, delve into Teireh, is the Chiddush in them, here the point is that this person is occupying himself in that portion of Teireh, the discussion of Teireh, the fact that there could be so many different ways of approaching Teireh, over there, the lesson, the halacha that comes out is concealed and it's not revealed and exposed. And the Rebbe said, therefore, in both of these statements is highlighted the fact that they are gaiden. In the Maima, is, is in the Maima, is thus in the nomen vaifen nister venelam, but in the statement of afachba, the name, the fact that he's a ger, his name is sort of concealed because it's expressing that aspect of the ger, appreciating the concealed aspect of teire. On the name of lufum tzara agre, but in the statement of lufum tzara agre, expressing the fact that he strains in fulfilling a mitzvah which is exposed and revealed vaifen gali. This is expressed and revealed in his name ben heye, which reveals who he is as a ger.